Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. My name is Marty Long. My goal is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. It is curiosity that keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. Speaking for myself from personal experience and observation of others, I think it is safe to say that many of us do not always react in the most positive and constructive way when something gets in our face or in our space and takes us off track. Perfectly normal, utterly human, not helpful. So what to do? We need to have a plan in our back pocket. When we are in the heat of battle, it is not likely that a well-thought-out, on-the-fly plan will magically materialize. Quite often, we just react or overreact. At least I tend to. Much more when I was younger, but still, even now, I tend to speak before I think. Not a good thing. If you listened to my last podcast, I talked about those neural pathways, which I call little trenches in our brain. Little trenches that are good or bad actions create and which become habits. The more often a pattern is repeated, the deeper the trench becomes. My overreaction trench was very deep during my career years, I fear. I have now managed to create a new trench through much meditation and effort. The overreaction trench is filling up, but I know it will never completely go away. If I do not have a plan in my back pocket, I will go right back to my old habits without thinking about it before I have time to stop myself. Now, this is not an original or new topic. Many people speak and write about it because it's a basic human dilemma. But sometimes a slightly different view can help to provide a new perspective. Let's start with some building blocks, a.k.a. words. The first word is pathways. Yes, the pathways in our brain. But for our discussion today, our emotional pathways in particular. As we repeat a certain response to something in our life, our brains start to memorize it, along with the emotions that we feel that are associated with that response. These emotions become the trigger, like... When I feel trapped or the tone in someone's voice puts me on edge, many of these pathways fall into the negative bad habit category, but we can take control. We can consciously create new positive emotional pathways, good habits. Next word, connection. For today's discussion, this will be our connection to those neural pathways. Next word, blocking. Webster says this is an act or instance of obstructing the state of being blocked. In our discussion today, we will be looking for ways to block those negative pathways. This buys us time to redirect to the new pathway. The hard part here, obviously, is to start blocking before the current bad pathway takes over. It takes practice and concerted efforts. It takes time, so don't be hard on yourself when you fail. That also is easier said than done. I know I can be very hard on myself, 
But at the end of the day, that usually is not very constructive. It's better to focus on how it would be better to respond the next time this happens. Final word, perspective. I thought find that this word, this concept is often overlooked or underrated. Webster has a lot to say. Let's look at a few of the things he says. Perspective is the capacity to view things in their true relation or relative importance. From the thesaurus, we have outlook, viewpoint, interpretation, spin, judgment. It's so interesting. Two people can see the same thing, experience the same thing, and they can interpret it totally different. This is when we need to take a step back and look at the big picture. For example, you might decide to not deal with a certain issue until tomorrow when you've had time to think about it. When we focus on the big picture, these emotions and even problems sometimes go away or at least become much less important. It's when we focus on those minute little details and blow them out of proportion that we get into trouble. Clearly, some things never go away, especially those demons from the past. But even those, we can learn to cut them off more quickly. Reacting to the things that get thrown in your face is perfectly normal. We cannot control what life throws at us, but we can develop skills or pathways that help us to stay on track, help us to deal with these things in a more constructive way. Let me share some personal experiences. In my first career, I was what they call a medical technologist, which means I was licensed to do laboratory testing in hospitals. Now, in a large hospital lab, the med techs do not often draw blood. They have phlebotomists and lab assistants for that. A lot of places now have a special place you go just to get your blood drawn. But when I was there, there were times when no one else was available and I had to go to the emergency room and draw blood. One time there was a gentleman who had been pulled from a house fire. I could literally smell the burned flesh. Another time, there was a young woman pulled out of a car wreck who was in a brace that encased her entire body. They were afraid that she had broken her back, so they needed to keep her stable. Now, medical people have to develop the ability to block emotions that will keep them from thinking clearly. It is imperative that they just focus on what they have to do. Lives literally depend on them being able to do just that. So I blocked myself from thinking about the fire or the fact that this man was not likely to live. And in fact, he did not. I blocked myself from thinking about the fact that the young woman may not walk again and blocked any thinking about what if this was someone I knew. You get the idea. At first, doing this is a concerted effort, but over time, it can become more of a natural reaction. You take that deep breath and refocus. Force yourself to put that thought or feeling on the back burner. Force yourself to think about and focus on appropriate actions. As a result of my lifelong efforts, I can block my emotions when something big comes up in my life and just focus on the necessary steps to keep things moving. As it turns out, I can do this quite consistently for big things like a car accident, a family member who's seriously ill, 
someone dear to me that needs to go to the emergency room. But for me, it's those little things that take me down. The things I feel I shouldn't even have to deal with. Then I can get wound up. It is on my work in progress list. I would say that my old trench is about half filled up. We all know that when we get all wound up about something, generally it's something we have no control over, our emotions get in the way of clear thinking. The clear and logical thinking and actions that allow us to actually solve the problem rather than create new ones. So many times I have created new problems. These are those times when I stumble over the line before I catch myself and refocus. I have found that even after there is a failure, it can help to go back over that event in my mind. To think of ways I could have handled the situation better. I relive that event in my mind in a way that is or would have been more constructive. I have found that this does help reinforce the new trench. Is your playbook ready? When we encounter one of those moments, it helps if we can take a little time out. Like a football game where the clock stops and the coach tells the players to refocus on a different plan from his playbook. This is when having a plan of action ahead of time is so important. Here are some examples of the actions you might take in order to keep yourself from going down the darker path. Call a friend. Listen to soothing music. Walk around the block. Say a quick prayer. Perhaps you're in a situation with other people and someone walks up to you and says, we need to discuss whatever it is. Maybe you can say something like, yes, I agree we need to discuss this, but I think it might be better if we do that after we give it some time and be able to focus on the issue as it deserves. Is there a time tomorrow morning when you can do this? Or maybe it is around to lunchtime and you can say, you know, I really need to eat right now. Honestly, I'll be able to think much more clearly if I get some food in me and so I'm going to run out and get some. Can I get you something? As you see, each of these options buys you time to think things through, through and make sure that you're in the right little trench. Another process that works well for me is to sit down and write out my thoughts. First, I write what I'm really thinking. Then I read that over and visualize how I would respond if someone said that to me. Not good. So I do a rewrite, or two, or three, whatever it takes. Each time I remove words that are incendiary, that is to say, those little sparks that can start a huge fire. Each time I ramp down the emotional aspect of my diatribe until I finally have something that is more likely to get my point across without undue emotion and hopefully without creating more problems. That go-to book. Everyone should have a go-to book or website that they can use when they are feel a little off balance. For me, that book is 100 Ways to Keep Your Soul Alive by Frederick and Mary Ann Broussard. Each page has a quote from some inspiring source along with a challenge for the reader. Their quotes come from many different sources and provide a broad perspective on life. Here is a quote from the book that is germane to our point at hand. 
The quote is by Rumi, R-U-M-I. Let me tell you first a bit about Rumi. He was born in 1207 and spent much of his life in what is now Afghanistan. He studied languages, science, logic, and Islamic philosophy. If you stay with me on these podcasts, you will find that I like to pull information from many different sources. I firmly believe that we can, should, must learn from each other. Everyone has something to teach us. Here's a quote from Rumi that is published in my book. It's number 39, Don't Try to See Through the Distances, taken from Unseen Rains, Quantrains of Rumi. Quantrains are, according to Webster, a unit or group of four lines of verse. In case you didn't know that, I didn't. So what Rumi says, keep walking, though there is no place to get to. Don't try to see through the distances. That's not for human beings. Move within, but don't move the way fear makes you move. Let me repeat that again. Keep walking, though there is no place to get to. How often I have felt that way in my life. Something is going wrong, and I simply can't see a clear path to get through the mess and get to the other side. Don't try to see through the distances. So often, if we try to look too far ahead and guess what might happen and put a lot of time and energy into preparing for this thing that might happen, we get there and we will find out that didn't even happen. So there is really no point in trying to look too far ahead when it comes to these kinds of issues. Then Rumi says, that's not for human beings. Interesting thought. His final line is, move within, but don't move the way fear makes you move. And honestly, that's a little difficult too, because sometimes it's hard to tell if our fear is based on reality or if our fear is based on our imagination. But we do know that fear is one of our greatest enemies. Another little aside here, I don't know about you, but I'm very visual. This whole idea of radio podcasting it was a bit foreign to me. In fact, if it hadn't been for the rather, I'll call it direct insistence of my publisher, I might not be doing this at all. Then I had an epiphany. Suddenly, I could see one distinct advantage to an audio podcast. Well, other than my not having to worry about how I looked on the camera. But you, the listener, are forced to create your own images in your mind. If you listen to my second podcast, Shred the Checklist, it was all about thinking things through for yourself, reprocessing information from other sources, and putting that information into a perspective that is your own, a perspective that works for you, that lets you take ownership. Forming your own visuals in your own mind is another perfect example of that. So in conclusion... Perhaps now you can begin to see why I use the words safe space as opposed to safe place. When something is in your face that is making your blood pressure rise, you don't always have the option to run away and retreat 
to your physical place. But in your safe space, you can take a quick breath and open your heart and mind and let the joy in. Because without the joy, you will find it much more difficult to switch over to the new pathway. And of course, you should always have a special safe place, secret garden, whatever you want to call it. When you have time, go there and ponder and think and muse and let the thoughts come together in a meaningful way. Best case, you start each day in that safe place before venturing out to face the real world. Ultimately, with consistent resolve and patience, you can learn to mentally block those unwanted reactions so you can think more clearly. You feel anger boiling up? Make a conscious effort to say to yourself, no, I'm not going there. Force yourself to feel calm. Each time you repeat that action, it will last a little longer. Keep it up and you will learn to do it in the middle of a room full of people. You can take a quick retreat to your safe space. You can learn to refocus on a moment's notice. We will leave it there for now. Thank you so much for listening. I do look forward to having you join me again. And as you go about your daily life, remember this. Don't be discouraged as you build these new pathways. When you first force yourself to feel calm, that calm might last for three seconds. But each time... It can last a little longer. Just know it is always time to get up and keep going. Now is always the time. It is always now. Now.